There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show my talk 107 on everything entertainment. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. You know, we had uh, just a reminder. You know, we had uh, Patrick Richardson, the uh, laundry evangelist, on the uh, first hour, and he had a lot of wonderful tips. Some, some Daddy, of which I have taken notes. I've used some of them. Yeah, we, uh, he yeah. was on. We kept him on for I think two or three segments last year when you were gone. Yeah, he's so great. And if you want to take a laundry class, go to laundrycamp.com. Mm-hmm. They're free. And what I was going to remind people is on the if you listen to the last part of the uh, three o'clock podcast. If you missed him, you can listen to that. And you yeah. can get all the tips that he passed along for doing your laundry. Very, very cool. Well, a movie that I will go see, Joey. I won't just talk about it because uh, the rave reviews that Miss Renee Zellweger is getting for playing Judy. Judy. That's the name of the movie. Judy. Playing Judy Garland in the upcoming movie and. Um, Rolling Stone posted, Peter Travers posted his review. Renee Zellweger gives the performance of the year. I can't No wait. question that she is going to be nominated. It, right. She is the star. Mm. I couldn't believe that Michael Strahan got the one-on-one. Oh, I was furious. With Renee. I kind of was furious I was that. like, why isn't Robin Roberts right. and yeah, Renee yeah. talking? I was kind of bummed because he doesn't. He he's those aren't his things. Yeah, I feel like there would be more appreciation coming Same. from Robin Roberts just in the con or even uh, Amy Robach or George. George. I was very, a bad choice. I didn't feel like didn't, Michael Strahan was really it's that. It's funny into that it. how that affected us because the same thing I thought. Are you, are you, what? Yeah. Well, here we go. Let's start with what we have. This is Good Morning America. Why is it important to you to tell? story of Judy Garland, especially at this stage in her life where this story takes her like her final years. Um, how, why was that so important for you after all this time? Well, I guess um, as a person who's lived with the public persona for quite some time, mm-hmm. like yourself, you understand the vast gulf between the narrative of the persona and the, the human life. And for some reason, it seems like that chapter in her life was sort of blanketed with the idea of tragedy. And I feel like when you contextualize the circumstances of her life in that time, it actually subverts that notion. And you can see her as the 
kind of warrior and hero that she really was, you know? Just yeah. to look at it through a different lens, perhaps. And um, so I, I was really happy to have the opportunity to be part of that. I love that answer. That is a really <laughs> good, answer. good answer. Between the public persona and the person. Well, she's made this point before that uh, there's so much of what people focus on is the tragic part of sure, Judy Garland's life. Sure, that she was life. a drug addict, uppers, downers, the, uh, everything. But all of that, she said, but here she was. She just she couldn't believe that she had worked since she was two years old. And her manager says, you have no, no money. money. And uh, Vincente Manelli wants the kids. Right. You don't have any money. The only gig I can get you is a five-week engagement at this posh London nightclub right. Right, that right. holds like 300 people for five weeks. And then you'll have money to pay a lawyer to, s- to fight, fight to keep your kids. Right. So she was like, okay. You know, and so Renee, I love that she just kept finding the positive oh, yeah. like, of that. And she said she and, played her in high school. She did a big paper on her. Do you, you read that? I, I did. Yeah. I did see that. And of course, Judy Davis won an Emmy for playing uh, Judy Garland in the 2003 miniseries Life with Judy Garland, Me and My yeah, Shadows. I about that. But here's uh, here's one more. Uh, another question with Renee about her prosthetic nose, which Renee did not want people to know that there was a prosthetic nose because she said, I don't want people looking. I just, there were some tweaks, but this came out in another interview. It did about a while back. Nose. Here we go. Now, I know you wore a prosthetic nose, but I heard it got in the way and like I had a little problem in the kissing scene. <laughs> 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 what was that about? <laughs> well, I didn't know this, but the prosthetic seems to take on a life of its own once it's on there. And, you know, it's it's uh, that glue, you know, mixed with, the, I guess, you know, when your skin's trying to breathe desperately, it kind of becomes liquefied, you know? And then it's trying to find a, a place to go. It's looking for a way to get out. <laughs> and sometimes it will be on Finn Whitrock's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, it, you know, just another little game to play during the day. So she, Finn plays her fifth husband. Okay. Her got final it. husband in the movie, which is why he was on Watch What Happens Live. I think last this is going to be good. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Travers is giving it four out of five stars. I don't know what the aggregate is. You know, it doesn't open until Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play the next uh, question that, what's his name? Michael, who's doing a good job reading from his cue cards. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> was it intimidating for you at all to play such an icon? I try not to think about that part of it. Really? Yeah. And I didn't really feel like, um, it didn't feel like a, a role, you know? It felt like an exploration. It was sort of like an immersion in, in, into this legacy of gorgeous work that, that you know, so many of us are, you know, feel affection for and a connection to. And it was just trying to understand. And it was a series of experiments that were shared with all of the different members of the crew and mm-hmm. the different uh, departments. And we were all sort of mining for treasure to find little bits and pieces, little secrets, little very important nuggets uh, that seemed essential in conjuring her essence so it felt like the most wonderful couple years of just being you know immersed in all of that gorgeous work and and the beauty of her spirit uh so i tried to leave the other part you know i left that to denial Uh (laughs) and uh just got on with the curiosity and and the play of it which was so special 
Two years. Two years, yeah. Because she did research. She said I, she went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Uh-huh. She and said, just I watched, watched and watched and watched. And, and by the and time movies. Judy Garland was 46, because this just covers this last year of her life, yep. her voice was in disrepair. So Renee Zellweger <clears throat> didn't have to sing in the crystalline tones, if yes. you will, right. young Judy Garland. Sure, it exactly. wasn't the Wizard of Oz voice. Yes. Yeah, it was but a the voice thing, that had been through a lot. The mm-hmm. thing that she also said, and I don't know if we have this cut where she said, and he's like, and you did the singing, she goes, well, I tried not to. Yeah, I, that might be oh, in this next one. No, no, I didn't, I didn't okay. include that because she, we've heard it before. Okay. Well, she said, I tried not to because... Boy, I tried to get out of that one. I mean, you can hear a Texas accent a Very lot. Much. Let's play the next one. Okay. okay. And you studied her intensely for this role. So I'm just curious, what do you think she would think of your portrayal? Oh, goodness. That's a, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I hope that, that if she was here, that she would um, feel the affection and the admiration that motivated everybody to want to make this film and that was palpable on that set every day. Everybody wanted to do their very best to express their affection and appreciation for her. How, How lovely. I, so she I, is prepared for her Oscar campaign okay, but here's because what she's I'm in wondering. awe of her icon. Why doesn't someone iconic? ask him, how did you feel about Liza Minnelli not a not approving that was this. asked. That was asked. That was on an interview. I heard her, and that was deliberate on the part of the director and everybody because they did not want to feel any obligation, obligation. to anybody other than Judy Garland and t- taking it based from the source material. And that the, because they're not using her music, they didn't have to get the rights or anything because Renee's doing all the singing. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And she just said, you know, and Lorna left, you know, I found out that she had brain cancer and I just felt so bad. And I just sent a note and I hope they'll see it. And I hope they see what a love letter I it love is that. Yeah, to, their to their mom, mom and Peter Travers and Rolling Stone says it is a deeply felt tribute from Renee Zellweger to Judy Garland. You'll want to see this. For her bravura, bravura, yes, performance alone, it's one of the best of the year. Mm. I love this. Mm. Yeah, eighty-eight percent currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I love this. But the main kudos it belongs to Zellweger. Her Chicago song and dance was hardly a fluke. I loved it. She won for that. Yes. No, did she? No. Didn't you? No, no Catherine Zeta Jones, Jones won, and then that. she won for, for Cold, Cold Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I love that too. I loved her character in that. Yeah. That was Jude Law, wasn't it? And yes. and Nicole, Nicole um Nicole. Oh. Right. Great yeah. love scene there. And then the yeah. Judy soundtrack comes out on Friday along with the movie. Donnie posted the Renee Zellweger and Sam Smith. They wow. do a a get happy. Yep. And um so that's posted if you want to take a listen to that. And I think Joaquin Phoenix and Warner Brothers are going to have to get their act together for any of these uh, um, sit-downs with um, mm-hmm. journalists for the Joker. Because, like, look at Renee Zellweger and her answers. She, he needs better answers. Joaquin needs a little prep. He does about his character. That We know he doesn't like doing press. He doesn't press. like doesn't doing matter. But doesn't. why do the guys get away with this behavior? Imagine if a woman walked out. Walked out. Walked, walked out of an out. interview. She's not, a biatch. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he walks out. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's some great masculine thing. Jeez. I mean, I don't know. She is 
Just, I get it. Yep. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more of her, and I'm just not sick of her. I feel oh, no, her I sincerity. And she's Bridget. I know it. And I do think it's shady of old shady lady Kenny Chesney to announce his tour today. How about that? You know, in the interview on a CBS Sunday Morning, yeah. he asked her about uh, the, the pratfall she did in the Bridget Jones oh. movies. And she said she loved doing those. And he said, well, weren't you afraid of getting hurt? She said, well, those are the funniest ones. Yeah. She was, she was always falling always in that. Falling she was down, so great. Yeah. I'm telling you, that last one that people poo-pooed, it, go back and watch it. It is so fun. I love her. Oh, the one that came yeah. out like two years ago? Yeah, or two with years Patrick ago? Dempsey yeah, yeah, and yeah. Who's the Dad. I loved it, but people poo-pooed it. Well, I loved it, loved it, loved it. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Holly and the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, let's let's get to some Hollywood dirt, shall we? Uh, okay, so you guys were talking about Joaquin Phoenix walking out of an interview for the movie The Joker because he didn't want to answer some questions about it. But the thing, one question, one question, he didn't want to answer the single question. Now, do you have the question yeah. in front of you? Um, are you worried this movie, The Joker, might perversely end up inspiring exactly the kind of people it's about with potentially tragic results? And that's the Joker, because in I guess every review that has come out since Toronto and Venice, that has been the one thing all the reviewers said. It's this great movie, but the message is, it seems like it's portraying in a sympathetic light uh, a, a, a white guy who's going to use domestic terrorism to bring people to their knees. Mm-hmm. That they, they said that was the that was the troubling thing in the movie. Yeah, so we've known about this since August. Yeah, no? yeah. So Joaquin got up and left. He just said no, no, uh, no, and then he just got up and walked away. And then the writer from the Telegraph said it took an hour of wrangling with the publicist Joaquin and the journalist to not answer that question, and he never did answer the question. <laughs> and I and I think well, it's interesting because when Heath Ledger played the Joker. He was a scary, scary guy who annihilated everyone around him. I mean, that was what he did. Yeah, that's got, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's been his but thing. This is giving movies. the backstory, sure. right, Holly? Yeah. So this is an origin story about the Joker, and Which I think we haven't it's, had before. It's pulling from several different stories about the Joker, but essentially, I think the concern is that you know exactly what you said, Lori. That this story is about a guy who is downtrodden, who is quote unquote like beaten down by society, and then he decides to exact his revenge in a violent way and that could be inspiring to those who are watching it potentially like, yeah the aurora theater in well, colorado what, yeah. they said they're not all mm-hmm. i'm seeing is warner brothers and joaquin phoenix just like judy garland as renee zellweger has to keep answering how do you feel about playing this right. drug addicted a ravaged woman who had the- i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's tragic. You know what I mean? She's got... They put all this money in and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's a silly thing not to... 
have some kind warning of an answer or something. Have a warning on the film when it starts. Well, or do uh, it. You're an conflating. You're conflating. I am, but first of all, having an answer because he's going to get asked this. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have some kind of public relations strategy because this is the major criticism of the film. And, you know, if you anyone is paying attention to the world that we live in in 2019, you need to have an answer for these kinds of questions when you're putting out a piece of art like this. Yeah. And they pulled that other the bounty that was going to be an October release because that had a. um uh, Yeah, it was called The Hunt. The Hunt. Yeah. yeah and it, it had some it, kind yeah. of a mass shooting in it as part of the plot and the theater pulled it i mean it joaquin phoenix isn't a babe in the woods right right nobody told him he's done and every i mean if i were him i would like maybe he is a babe in the woods he's just wrapped up in rooney mara's blanket of curls or whatever he said about her remember Uh, yeah now i will say that warner brothers the studio that's releasing this movie did make a a lengthy statement regarding uh, gun violence in this movie i won't read the whole thing but I will say that Warner Brothers' position on the Joker movie is the following. At the same time, Warner Brothers believes that one of the functions of storytelling is to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. That's funny that they didn't have an answer for mm. that with their main star. Exactly. Well, I we think forgot they, to prep him. Yeah, they realize their mistake, I think. Yeah. Warner Brothers also says Joker is not an endorsement of real-world violence and that the character is not meant to be a hero. Yeah. Now, even if it Joker is not meant to be a hero he is the main villain in the batman universe in the rogues gallery people can interpret things in ways that are unintentional and that if you're going to put this out there you gotta have a way to acknowledge what you're doing absolutely it isn't that hard this is what they do this is la la land you you know you have a thing but like that statement is so silly because they obviously didn't even prepare their leading man to answer those kind of questions yeah just have one good thoughtful answer yeah yeah that's all that's all let's move on to another part of tinseltown that would be tom hanks oh yes he is going to receive the cecil b demille lifetime achievement award at the 77th annual golden globes in january now he also has a movie that's coming out in theaters going to be playing a very different role than the joker he's going to be playing mr rogers Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the movie a beautiful day in the neighborhood uh he's already getting oscar buzz for his performance Mm -hmm. uh he has won two oscars already for philadelphia and forrest gump he's done so much i mean he is the jimmy stewart of this generation Come on. Yes. He's so good. He's so good and, and good to be recognized. Who else has been awarded? Oh, Jodie Foster has received the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Robert De Niro, Sophia Loren, Steven Spielberg, Denzel Washington, Robert De Niro, Sidney Poitier. Oh, Mm-hmm. Good company. The company of legends. So we'll be able to see Tom Hanks receive that award January 5th, 2020, which is right around the corner. Ah, Holly, put that back no, in your mouth Jan- and swallow it's that. It's not January 5th. It is January 5th. Oh it's the my Golden gosh. Globes. It's early. Remember, everything oh got screwed by the Oscars. Vacation. Yeah, everything got screwed I by mean, the Oscars. January, you might as well. Well, it'll give us something to do, but every bloody weekend. Yep. Yeah, it's a compressed I, time I period. I guarantee ratings are going to sink by having that many things on that successive, you it's, know, every Sunday yeah. night. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my word! Yeah, award season really. You get outraged off. every time you hear that. You know, your I fresh just, outrage. You always forget. Like we've known this for like I'm nine months, but I love your fresh outrage. It's like you know you you plan a vacation. Do you want to go on five in the same month? You want to spread out the joy, Julia, the joy of our. This favorite is nights. all the fault of the Oscar people. It that all is starts true. with them. It all starts with the Oscar right. people. So plan accordingly. Hell, and I'm not going to take <laughs> not, I've got a couple things. And don't put square shower heads in the middle of a shower. I stayed at a place that had this huge shower head yeah. right in the middle of it. Yeah. Julia, we are not complaining about that. No, no. Digress. Uh, Let's talk about something that's going to be airing on Netflix. It's from Shondaland. It's an anthology series called Notes on Love. And some of the people producing include Norman Lear, Steve Martin, Diane Warren, the songwriter. And uh, this is all going to be an anthology series about unexpected, life-changing, euphoric, hilarious, surreal, all-consuming places where love intersects with our lives. Is it? Is it? Because if it's like the Romanoffs, remember that was supposed to be. No, but I mean, is it a drama? I couldn't figure it out. Personal life stories with these people? Uh, No, I I can't understand. We can't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out either. Hmm. I think each episode is going to be ran and written by a different individual, and that the overall theme is going to be about love. Is it like like reality or is it acting? A love American style? Yeah, love American style. That's kind of what I was thinking for 2019. That's what it's going to be like. Well, if Shonda's doing it, I trust it that I got to give it a... We got to look at it. Yeah, we just have to look at it. Norman Lear, Steve Martin, Diane Warren, who writes all those great love songs. That's true. And Murder, she wrote... Is coming back this week, by the way. Last oh, season. Last season. Oh, how to get away with murder? Yeah, how to get away with that, murder. I was like, murder, she Angela wrote Lansbury murder. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. Girls like you roll around with guys like me to sundown when I come through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Girls like you love fun and yeah, me do what I want when I come through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. This is from right. the University of Warwick. You know how you always hear stories and maybe once a year People Magazine does all the woe was me lottery winners and <laughs> we always say, oh yeah, your life really sucks because you won the lottery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you there's always these stories. You dollars and you're down to 100000 Well, I want to congratulate the professors at the University of Warwick who wanted to challenge the conclusion that... Uh, you're not better off? Yeah. And guess what? Winning the damn lottery does make you happier and really? almost every single way. Wouldn't you think so? (sighs) But don't, why do we always hear the opposite? You only hear about the ones that blow it. Yeah, You want to hear about them, right? No, well, I do think that there's an added level of stress because suddenly you're so bloody rich that if you don't if you don't set up a foundation or something up front, everyone's going to... I. W- but more people win a hundred thousand, sure. five hundred thousand, a million. That would be what I'd take. Two million. You know, more... There's more of those yes. winners. Everybody's dreaming of the 350 and maybe that's a million. smaller statistic. Okay. But they looked at 15 years worth of information the of people winners. who had won... Um, the lottery. And what they found is, I say, duh, lottery wins, raise people's satisfaction 
with their income and their well, satisfaction with life. <laughs> well, the income, really? And uh, the uh, biggest effect would be even just for winning $100,000. It made people immeasurably, immensely happy. Make me happy. Which is why the lottery probably does as well as it does, because it's those winners we never hear about. It's that level. I won fifty thousand. Because that would just be a perfect thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, I just thought I should give some good news for lottery winners. They've gotten a bad rap. So go and we never believed it. We never believed it. I'd be like, wouldn't be happy winning like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like you, you know, you'd be like, wow. Do you think the happiness would be like if you won the freedom? It's the freedom that it would buy you for whatever it amount, and and maybe the amount of quote unquote freedom depends on what your income is or whatever. But any kind of a bonus is fun. That was a question Mm -hmm. someone asked Sting when I met him. And um, one of the things that he said, you know, how did someone asked him this? How did you know when you were successful? Mm -hmm. When I had freedom, Mm -hmm. I could do whatever I wanted, buy whatever I wanted, be whatever I wanted, live where I wanted, wanted, travel, do this, do that. I do creatively. You're not. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You're not beholden to anybody. And a hundred thousand seems to be the thing that, like, people that amount right there, huge. But it's, it's, so if you won like the lotto, lotto, the big one where you get $350 million and you can have it in payouts of like. Yeah, they studied people who'd won anywhere from $1,000 to um, a million dollars. Okay. Okay. That well, was their that range. That seems like at the happy range. I think when they get crazy, like, you know. I won I think that would be so much stress. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, like you said, you'd have people coming out of the Because I'm thinking of that yeah. level where you're, everyone knows you won. Yeah. Mm. Okay, now this is just the study. How would you keep it quiet and get it together? You know, because you'd want to well, get... Well, some states you don't... It doesn't even have to be... No, but it's like the kind of news that spreads like wildfire. Right, fire. and I'm even thinking to yourself if you had to keep it mm-hmm. quiet for a couple of days. I don't even know how you do that. Could yeah. you? I don't know. I don't know if... I, I mean, you win $350 million and you can't tell anyone for a while? No way. Well, you tell me. until you get lined up with an attorney. Well, right, and, but wouldn't you know, that be hard not to tell yeah. people in your family or anything? That'd be hard. I don't know. I haven't been faced with this dilemma. I can only imagine Call the giddy, us if you uh, have. The giddy <laughs> Call us if you have, and then we've got a charity for you to donate to. <laughs> oh, and that charity's name is... Art Buddies. Art Buddies. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. Speaking... Okay. But that is a study of Dud to me, yeah. but I'm glad that somebody took the time... To do it over 15 years in a by big the lottery association. No, they weren't, Julia. I'm, I'm going you. to tell you who published this. The Warwick. Um, well, the University of Warwick, but I just want you to know that this research was uh, published, and don't ask me why it was published here, but it was published in the Journal of Personality. Okay, well, you know, just try to figure out what affects it. Yeah. Money. That seems like a good, that it would does. be where that. Well, you know, wants. I haven't bought a ticket in a while. Yeah. I was on a roll for a while. I haven't yeah. bought one in a long time. I mean... I never win. So I'm like, why would I... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even get a dollar. I'm trying to you think know, like what the most tabs. I've ever won. The biggest thing I ever won was a plane ticket. I remember. You That's won a plane it. ticket. I won a plane ticket to Florida, a round mm-hmm. trip ticket, in, 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 in the winter. 
In some kind of a lottery? In a contest at the oh. Duluth oh, Airport. I just want to... Republic Airlines. This is how long ago was starting. Republic Airlines. <laughs> That's a while ago. They were from flying Duluth. daily flights yeah. to Orlando from Duluth. Wow. I want a water bottle on my trip. That is a pathetic win. Yeah. Well, it that was at the vineyard. Go- I didn't even win a bottle of wine. I won a water bottle. Yeah, that's yeah. really lame. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't, like, that's, that's that's an insult. They should give yeah. those away to people who've just been to the damn well, winery. Well, and I bought the, you know, we bought the tour and stuff. And yeah, and that, you didn't even get a free water bottle? No, I got a water bottle. No. <laughs> no, I got a water bottle with the vineyard's name on it. Oh, So wow. it was like $3. Selling for twenty two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a. Big, I kept it though. Yeah, well, why not? Mm-hmm. I'll bring it in here tomorrow. Okay. I was excited though winning. You well, I mean, imagine what if you won a million dollars? Oh, I, let, and I, then I what would you pay? Get... You'd pay like three hundred and fifty thousand in taxes. That would be yeah. like really a shark. Although Probably with the more. Trump tax break, maybe not. Maybe I'd be in a different category. Maybe be in a different uh, category. Right. I go. I float with the billionaires. My no. homies who get one time payouts of a yeah, million dollars. No, you're not in the one percent no. winning a million dollars. No, yeah. All right. Well, you shoot. lose about forty percent at least in taxes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's another study. So really. Yeah. I want to win two million. Okay, a billion might not be enough. <laughs> See, that's the mm-hmm. thing. It all depends on what your idea of monetary freedom is, and I'll, I think it's always when you have the money to do the old. I call it fu money. Yeah, mm. quite frankly, mm-hmm. like when you're younger, the amount of fu money you need is so much, much less. less. <laughs> and I had it at one point. Yeah, like you know, I, it's we like were, I'll work three months we and then dinks. I'm going to go travel oh, for yeah. two months and then when I come home. I'll just find a job yeah. and then I'll move back in here, but I can rent out my bedroom while I'm gone. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. I don't have a TV. Have your roommate hide your car if you were worried about it getting, uh, you know, your tabs re- repoed. Or you <laughs> I had to do that. Did you really? Oh, Wait, the year whoa, I, whoa! You had to hide your car. The year I won the ticket to Orlando, <laughs> I had just graduated winter quarter from UMD and I quit my job. At Baker's, I'd been an assistant shoe manager, manager and, and Julia. I mean, I worked all through college, all four and a half years, full time. So did I. Yeah. Okay. So, did so I. yeah. So I was ready for a break. I graduated. Mm-hmm. I was sick and I quit. But then I didn't have a plan to pay my hundred and fifty dollar car payment for mm-hmm. a couple months. Oops. So my roommates just took turns. Hiding, but they didn't even really come looking for me until it was like three months in arrears. Uh, That sounds about right. Did they get it? And then, no, then I got paid my money from spring break, Mm -hmm. and then I could catch up to all my outstanding obligations. (laughs) But I think I did have to write a letter when I got my first mortgage at 27 to explain... Why I had a bad credit rating. Why I had like three late payments. Right. Gosh, they get you for everything, don't they? Well, I mean, they, the, somebody's watching, even back a, then. When you think about it for $150, <laughs> it just seems so... It was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a beat-up Opal. Right. I got to admit, that thing was... But you think about it now, like for our kids, you know, the phone bill. The Their life is so much more expensive. You can't get a cheap used car. I right. mean, it's so much more expensive for kids today. Yeah, you're right. Than it was when we were kids. Yeah. Because we didn't have phones. Who cares about a phone? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, and that's, you know. You're lucky your landline stretched up to your bedroom. Right. Long cord. Long right. cord. <laughs> if you did, if it wasn't long, if you had kids, it would be <laughs> that's long right. and your yeah. dad would yell or your mom would yell it's as they tripped up, over it. It's yeah. pitched out. All right. Listen, we got to go. I can't even get to any more studies. That was such a good one.
It is a good one. Okay. It was a good conversation. All right, listen, we come back. It's our favorite headline of the day. Okay, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're just kvetching over here. Glad the mics weren't on. Uh, and Julia's been up till two thirty in the morning I watching know. Unbelievable. She's got to be a little loopy by now. Well, I and then I had some chocolate kisses, so that makes me feel oh, really high. Good. Yeah. I'm taking orders for for my children because I'm going to make them dinner tonight at at yeah. a certain restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Hmm. We're just hanging out, We're having just hanging fun. Out. Um, our favorite headline today: Lizzo tops the Billboard Hot 100 for the fourth week in a row. Can you stand it, Lori? I know it. So, nice. and she sold out Radio City Music Hall two nights in a row. She's working her butt off. She just performed in Brooklyn at a festival, and she sold out Radio City Hall on. Sunday night and then again tonight. Isn't that a lot of something? Seats. That's a lot of seats. Yeah. So, Isn't anyway, she's something? on fire and she's coming here for two sold out shows I at know. the Armory. And I like how she's do does a two night stand but with a break in between. Well, she's performed in Brooklyn. Nights They're not consecutive nights. not consecutive. Sunday, then she's got Monday off, and then she's doing Tuesday. Ah, and she's okay. doing that here, playing Wednesday, Friday night. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, you boy, know how poor, to talk slow motion for me. Yes. Yeah, poor Leah Remini. Uh, she and her family found out like on Sunday that their dad had died a month ago. And they made sure to keep it from the rest of the family because he apparently stayed in Scientology while everybody else was out. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Awful. She said we had no idea he died a month ago. We weren't aware that he'd been sick or anything. And she said Scientology ruined our family. Yeah, they did. That's terrible. Well, that's why she's so persistent about taking him down. You keep going, girl. You keep going because that's people can be taken down. Okay. I think so. Lisa Marie Presley scored a victory. Remember the uh, guy she's fighting with, her former manager yes. in a ma- uh, nasty legal battle. She accuses him of squandering her fortune away. He says, oh, no, you just spent a lot. And then he wanted to get all of her bank statements, like going back when they weren't even yeah, working together. It. No, I so think she, I'm, she needed a win. She did. So I'm very, very, very happy. And you talked about... What? Waiting. Waiting, watching, I learned this this morning on uh, GMA that Bruce Springsteen has never had a number one. No. On the billboard. Okay. Never had a number one hit. Well, that's why I played Dancing in the Dark yesterday. That made it to number two. That was as high as any of his songs ever got. That was number Uh, two. I mean, I just think of somebody that's the soundtrack of so many people. I mean, like Springsteen. I know. But yeah, that was kind of, but I guess, I guess that doesn't mean, you know. Doesn't mean anything. Well, he's he's more of an album artist anyway. Um, Okay, Jenna Dewan. Yeah. She's pregnant, Laurie. She's expecting her first child with her new boyfriend, Steve Kazee. Well, Bradley trapped me. They they had fun with some... um, I don't know what that was. Well, Shannon was weird. Shannon posed for this painting. Have you seen it? Yeah, but the painting, (laughs) it's it's a 2013 (laughs) magazine shoot, and he's wearing pants. 
But the one that Bradley has has the same pose reimagined, but Shannon with no pants no, on. No, he's wearing pants. He's wearing like a. No, he's not wearing any no. pants. Oh, he's I naked. Those, that's hair on his legs. And then what you see squeezing are the is the shiny scrotal sack. <laughs> And they took he has a his legs handsomely crossed. Crossed, yes. so you, so you yes. see the hotness and the shininess. <laughs> and so he's good. leaning over to one side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't a painting, a real painting. But Bradley, you know, they posted it, and then they took a picture of me, and I said, "Oh, I love, I love how it looks." Okay, John Cryer <laughs> has just responded to Demi Moore. Oh, saying oh. that she took the um, his virginity. Yeah. What do you say? It was I'm going because I didn't hit the button fast enough. Oh, no. It was a delight. Uh, yes, I would say that. I mean, I don't know. Is that what he said? I'd say it. Mm-hmm. I'd say it. <laughs> Here's what, well, Danny, you could look it up too. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, just, I'm trying here. I'm I, thought, I thought you right. already had it. Yeah, well, I, I, I did, but I said I didn't push the button oh, quick enough. Okay. Okay. Because he is on Twitter. I've tweeted Ducky before. I really have. I thought he was on Twitter. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Gosh, Google doesn't even have it. They're too slow. Yeah, I don't see it. Well, let's <laughs> let's do it for him. I, okay. James Cryer, say it was a delight to lose my virginity. We're the same age. Um, and I couldn't think of couldn't anyone better. Lovelier. She did break my heart a little bit, but that's okay. Everyone has to get their heart broken. Well, here's, How about that? I, Laurie, I love it. And he isn't sold on a reboot of Two and a Half Men either. Why? Excuse me? Why? Well, I don't know. Because it's on <laughs> in reruns yeah, on we TBS. Don't, no, we don't need one is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. But I mean, reboot, reboot. Okay, so he denies that she took his virginity. Did you say that? No. John Cryer denies Demi Moore took his virginity, but admits he was over the moon for her. Okay, so he... I was over the moon, but she didn't take my virginity. He wasn't honest with her. He told her he had little to no experience, and she took that to be, I'm a virgin. And based on his performance, she was convinced he was a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what he says. That's what he says. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm Hollywood (laughs) speaking what he's saying and what she heard. Because he said, I'm not going to be very good at this. I've only kind of, you know, had, I had fumble sex and she took that to mean he didn't do all the way. Right. You know, yeah, he, I get it. He says, I'm sure she was totally justified making that assumption based on my skill level. Yes, exactly, Donnie. <laughs> you know? And, and she was like, yeah, you're right. You couldn't have had any experience. Because, I mean, you know, sometimes the second... If the first was first was only one time, the second is almost like a virgin again, you know. Oh sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you haven't done it, you know. Yeah, if you haven't done had, it for a while, had you're... a person that you were on a frequent basis with, you know, like a high school boyfriend or oh, college or, girlfriend or, or, or a, college or the hockey goalie, the, the high school, yeah, the high school boyfriend. Yeah, or, or you the could get practice. Boyfriend. You could get better yes. at it. You know. <laughs> As opposed to just, you know, waiting later and then just trying to get rid of it as fast as possible. Oh you know, I'm just as saying. One does. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it happens. But anyway, I love that he said that. And I love that he's owning it up, that he could have seen how that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, just what I said. It's like I'm Karnak or something. I'm Karnak. ESP wow. over here. For I'm those gonna... of you who have no idea No, what yeah. Karnak they do too. Daddy, do not <laughs> explain yeah. that one. Just go, 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 go
Uh, we've got a silver tinfoil Karnak hat for you, and I think that's going to be a new segment. Yeah. I'm going to videotape you on Fridays during Karnak. Oh, no, it's got to be pick a play. Well, we have two options. We can videotape more than one. People like to see you on the video feed. Do they know? They do, Laurie. How do you know that? Because I'm making you into a video star. Oh, good luck with that. I haven't posted yeah, anything uh, in like over a week. Video killed the radio stars. Yeah, Julia, we're all taking. Um, I just can't. Time I can't out get my fingers from to do it. Anything. We're and, living in the minute. Yeah, we're living in the moment. We're not trying to do it's anything. The moment, the music, the bottom. We're living with Eminem. <laughs> Everybody, what? you know, it's the music. I'm living with 